switch gears a little bit and talk about since being in the field of public health and specifically as a minority, would you say there's been any challenges that you have faced that you think were specific to you as a minority? I'm giving it some more thoughts. And I think there are, if you ask every minority, there would definitely be some challenge that they have experienced in the field. For me, I think one of the major things is going in on a daily basis and seeing the kinds of disparities that data show that affect the population that I belong. Ever wondered why the rates of asthma, diabetes and heart disease are disproportionately higher in some ethnic groups than others? Ever wondered what it takes to succeed in the field of public health as a minority? My name is Christelle Mba, founder and your host of the Public Health Collective. Join me in conversations on each episode with public health experts as we explore health disparities, health equity and access to care for minorities. On this episode of the podcast, I talked to Dr. Olu Bukola Longe, who is the program team manager for the Center for Chronic Disease Prevention and Control with the Maryland Department of Health. In this role, she oversees several federal grants for the office. Dr. Longe has a medical degree from the University of Ibadan, Nigeria, West Africa, and holds an MPH from Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. Let's listen to the conversation. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Public Health Collective. I'm your host, Christelle Mba. On today's episode, I talked to Dr. Wubukola Longe, who is the program team manager for the Center for Chronic Disease Prevention and Control at Maryland Department of Health. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Longe. Thank you, Christelle. I'm glad to make your acquaintance on this lovely evening. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How about you? Doing well. It's Friday, so. <laughs> no, that's always the best part of the week. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So I like to start off by just asking everyone that I talk to in the field this very simple question, which is, what does public health mean to you? Because I feel like a lot of times people look at public health from a different lens and it's always interesting to hear what it means to another person. So what would you say that means to you? Great. That is a fantastic question. And I would like to start by talking about what the World Health Organization defines it to be, being the art and the science of there is three pronged, right? You're preventing disease, right. you're prolonging life, and you're also promoting health through the organized efforts of society. So to me as a person, public health is being able to make health accessible and available to all populations. It's not a concept about what somebody can afford. Health is not a luxury. It is a human right. And being able to make that available to people, no matter where they live or where they work or where they fellowship, wherever they do things, that is public health for me. Yeah, I think I would echo that to say it centers a lot around prevention and just promoting good health over a lifespan and in every community. And it's definitely not, I think people think of it as a luxury, but really it's a basic human right and everyone should be able to have access to that. So I want to go into, now you, you had a different route into public health. I say different because you came in from the clinical side. You were a practicing physician in Nigeria before you moved to the U.S. and began working in public health sector. So What do you think that prior clinical role had in your decision to 
work in the field of public health? How did that influence your decision? So thank you for that question. I must be really honest with you by saying, starting out my career as a practicing physician, public health wasn't what I thought I was going to do. And that is just being (laughs) honest about that. Because after graduating from my training back home in Nigeria and being in clinical practice, it was something that I really enjoyed, you know, spending time with patients and their Mm -hmm. families and understanding where people are coming from, being Mm -hmm. able to diagnose a disease on a one-on-one basis and being able to treat and see what the impact of the treatment is on the patients. And I really did enjoy that. So relocating to the United States and with my family after completing my board exams, I doubled into going into the field of public health. You know, it was just, let's mm-hmm. get another additional training. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and get, got my MPH, my master's in public health degree. However, um, my experience during the training was really helpful in guiding my next steps into the field because it exposed me to some concepts that I knew before, even while practicing as a physician, but then widened my horizon, seeing that I could impact more than that one patient or that one family, but I could do something that has an impact on a larger population. So I really, I am excited and I, I feel privileged, but Getting my master's in public health has expanded the horizon for me, being able to make an impact on more lives at a single time, just with the policies and with the programs that are implemented in communities. So yeah, that's my journey. Like I said, it wasn't my first thought to be in public health, but I enjoyed every beat of my practice in public health. Right. Yeah, I think uh, the beauty with public health is it's able to give you the opportunity to work on a broader scale not just streamlined services, but on a broader scale for a larger number of people. And it gives you a broader perspective as well as to all the other factors which play into the health of a person, which mm-hmm. as I think as a physician, you're looking at it from one lens and it's kind of hard to really understand all the social factors, which in public health, we say the social determinants of health, how all of those impact, you know, the health of that person. So yeah, I, I definitely echo that. Yes. And if I may just add to that, Mm -hmm. I think being in this space, like you said, which is something that was right at the tip of my tongue, the concept of the social determinant, because as a practicing physician, you see that, right? Mm -hmm. Even when you're dealing with patients, even back home, you see people from some communities and you find out that what they're dealing with is beyond the medications, right? Is the environment they have come from. So being in public health expands and increases an awareness about that and the things that could be done to mitigate such situations. So yes, you're absolutely right. Physicians, we do see those things, but public health helps us to determine what are the kind of things that can be done on a systemic level to make changes in those spaces. So would you say that, just following up with that, would you say that your clinical experience prepared you for your career in public health? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say that. And it's a lesson for everyone, really, that it doesn't matter what background you have. No education is ever wasted. For me, my background in medicine has absolutely had every impact on my work in public health. Is it the understanding of 
things. Um, things come to me easily because when we're talking about programs that impact a particular disparate population or right. things around asthma affecting African-Americans at a higher rate or things of that nature, the understanding of the pathophysiology of those conditions helps me significantly. I cannot even put a measure to how much that has really helped my work in public health. So absolutely, the background was a great addition to, for me. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about since being in the field of public health and specifically as a minority, would you say there's been any challenges that you have faced that you think were specific to you as a minority? I'm giving it some more thoughts. And I think... There are, if you ask every minority, there would definitely be some challenge that they have experienced in the field. For me, I think one of the major things is going in on a daily basis and seeing the kinds of disparities that data show that affect the population that I belong to. Mm -hmm. It's pretty disheartening every time when that data comes up considering what percentage of the population are minorities right. and what per per percentage that is not commensurate have particular conditions or diseases. So that is always a challenge for me and is always something burdensome. And I feel the burden at times of being a minority because in every space that we find ourselves, we need to be a champion for the population. We need to be there to advocate. We need to be right. there at the table when conversations are being made so that, and when we talk about minorities, not just racial, right? In my mm -hmm. current role, I also work with people. I work on projects that work with people with disabilities and they say right. something in that space that you cannot make a decision without us, right? No talking about us without us. I think that's like a slogan that is common in the field. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the challenges at times, the burden of being a representation of that demographic and being able to advocate at every opportunity. And another thing that I also see is at times as a minority, there are situations where one thinks one is not being heard, right? right. You are speaking and you're saying things and you just get a sense of not being heard. But I think the lesson for me from that is no matter the challenges, right? We keep pushing, we keep talking, we keep mm -hmm. advocating. If Martin Luther King, for one, had given up during the civil rights movement and other people like him, we would not even have traveled this far as minority right. populations in the country. So there is no challenge that is insurmountable. That is the lesson for me. So every day I move on and I keep advocating whenever possible. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. I think for me, one of the things, I mean, I'm a newbie in the field, but one of the things that I realized early on for me as a challenge was just not knowing how to network. I felt like it was a little bit more difficult because you find yourself in certain rooms and you might not be able to relate to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then you're trying to feed in and try to network and then mm -hmm. it just becomes a hassle. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to hear that perspective. Mm -hmm. Definitely interesting to hear that. I want to go back to your MPH degree and just talk to me a little bit about, did you feel supported throughout that journey and what or what support did you wish that you would have had, which you did not have? So going back to my master's in public health degree, I received that from the Morgan State University. 
here mm-hmm. in Baltimore, Maryland, um, which as we all know is an historically black college. And I feel I did get all the support um, that I required. It was a lovely experience for me when I was at MSU. And I think the opportunity to also intern at the Office of Minority Health and Health Disparities, where I worked for a couple of years, was Mm -hmm. another great addition for me. So in terms of having the support, I've met several people along the line that have supported my vision in the field. So I would say I was, I'm one of those who are blessed to have had a good run during my master's and my experience <laughs> as a public health practitioner. That's wonderful to hear. <laughs> Just in line with that, what are some of the things that you would advise a newbie in the field who's getting in at any stage, either undergrad or grad? What advice would you give to them? I think it's important that everyone knows what they really want. I don't think public health, like every other field, is something for everyone. And I think that is why it is important for people to get exposed to the field by doing internships or shadowing people or getting a mentor in the field. Um, Because there are so many disciplines, right? And being able to figure out if this is something for me, if this is something that I would enjoy. I do enjoy going in and doing the programming, doing the data and everything in the field. But it's important for everyone to determine that on a one by one basis. And I think for everyone coming into the field, another important thing to know is that there are different aspects, right, of public health. Some people Mm -hmm. come in and they want to do the epidemiology part. I concentrated on the epidemiology and biostatistics and my training at Morgan State during my master's. I did that for some years and I do enjoy data because I love numbers, but I also discovered (laughs) that I enjoy programming even more. I enjoy being able to work with communities. I enjoy being able to talk to people, talk about what their goals are, what their objectives are, what their targets are, what are their performance measures and being able to track and evaluate those. So it's important for people to know that there are different aspects. You might want to go into health policy. You might want to go into the data aspect. You might want to go into programming. You might want to go into evaluation. So there are different aspects to public health and being able to determine if any of them interests you enough to spend a lifetime doing that. I think it's an important question that people need to answer on an individual basis. I 100% agree because that is one of the things that I struggled with in college, just trying to figure out. I knew I wanted to be in the field of public health. I just didn't know what I wanted to focus on. Mm. And there's the possibilities are endless, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. So one way that I used to figure that out was just to intern, do research, and just ask myself, do I enjoy this? Because like you said, can you spend the rest of your life doing it? And once you're able to answer that, I think that really just brings everything together. You spoke about mentorship, and I think that's a very important thing that a lot of people should be looking for in the field if you're trying to go into public health, but not just in public health overall. Mm -hmm. So I think you're a great mentor, right? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I want to ask you this. What do you look for in a mentee? What do you think are some great qualities that make a mentee? So I think for a mentee, there are several things that make up for 
a good mentee-mentor relationship. And okay. nobody, I've always done everything I do, knowing that nobody knows it all, right? We all learn different right. new things at different points. So a good mentee is someone who is willing to learn and who is committed right. to the process of that. Not one that gives up in the face of challenges, but one that is able to push through even in the midst of difficulties. So I think for me, someone who is a learner, a lifetime learner, always willing to listen to feedback and to take feedback, not just listening for the right. purpose of it, but taking it and implementing it to be better. For me, that is a great person and a great mentee. And you don't need to know it all. I cannot stress that enough. The whole purpose of having a mentor is so you can learn from that person, from their experiences right. and their wealth of knowledge as well. So those are just some of the things. Other things come along several things come along, but I think part of the biggest things for me is a learner's mindset and willingness right. to do what is necessary to accomplish um, goals, set goals. Yes, I think those are just some of the points that I would consider to be great assets. Okay, I definitely agree with you on that. And I know it's a Friday evening, so I'm not going to keep you around much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for doing this and sharing your knowledge and your insight in the field with the listeners. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Crystal. It's been a pleasure being here. All right, Dr. Wange. You have a good You evening. do the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning to episode three of the podcast today. And I hope that you learned something new about mentorship and public health. It's my goal to continue to educate and empower the next generation of public health leaders, especially minorities in the field. I will see you on the next episode. Goodbye.